I'm Richard van der Baer. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 160 for the weekend starting 2 December 2016. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, the home of South Africa's best technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, Internet Solutions is buying MWeb, and that was unexpected. Also this week, Nokia's back, baby. Then, the Orange Store is no more. No. And Netflix now offers downloads. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the <laughs> engine started. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How's it, Rafa? How's it, Duncan? Very good, thank you. So, uh, what are we drinking today? What did you bring here? So, we've had this brewery before. Um, It's not a South African brewery, but they're very popular in South Africa. They do the range of beers uh, from uh, Step Weiss. They've got the uh, the brewery we did a few weeks ago. Um, And this one's called Friday. It's got a beautiful red label, Friday. Um, Very aptly named for the day we're recording our podcast. Mm, (laughs) This is an Uber IPA at 6.5%. it's, I mean, if you're familiar with their beers, you'll recognize it. What is an Uber IPA? Uh, it's just a, like an Imperial IPA. So it's it's a kind of a strongly, strong, uh, strong alcohol, strongly hopped, uh, okay. strong flavor IPA. Mm. Um, it is brewed in Bavaria, so it's a Bavarian take on the American style IPA. So that okay. should give an indication of the fruitiness of the beer. It's very fruity. American IPAs uh, generally have a lot of fruitiness in the, in the no, flavor. No, it's very nice. I like it a lot. And it's, it's got a lot of bitterness to it on the tongue that, that I've found. Yeah. Um, I definitely pick up the fruity notes more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Very, very nice stuff. 6.5%. It's a, it's a good beer to session, but uh, not too many. Not too many. <laughs> what would you give it out of 10? Um, I've had this a few times. I, I do enjoy it on a hot day. Um, I would say about an 8 out of 10. Okay, okay. I would have given it a 7.5. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I very nice stuff. Mm, mm. Nice stuff. But uh, anyway, we, we have a podcast to do. So, should we, let's get into it. So, should we start with our, uh, as the hardy does fly overhead? Um, <laughs> let's do our quiz, Rafa. Yes. So, um, do you want to kick it off? Okay, the first question. Who has the ANC Youth League and KZN recommended to be appointed to the ANC's National Executive Committee? Our second question, which telecommunications company, which owns an undersea cable, big hint, said this week it's planning to make acquisitions? Hmm. Third question, who has this? Who was this week named as acting CEO of, of ESCOM? That's an easy one there. Fourth question, a South African rival to internet ride-hailing app Uber announced this week that it had secured 300 million rand in funding. Who is it? And for a bonus point, who provided the funding? The last question, South Africa will be getting an MVNO focused on students early next year. What is the name of the company behind it? And here's a clue, they sell textbooks. Great stuff. Well, let's get into the news. And Rechot, there is one story dominating the news. And I guess it actually only broke a couple of hours before recording the session this afternoon. Um, But Internet Solutions, uh, through its parent company, uh, Dimension Data, announcing... Quite unexpectedly, I think, uh, mm-hmm. that they are acquiring MWeb and the 325,000 retail customers that sit on that network. Uh, MWeb. I remember buying my first modem from him. But yeah, what an interesting, what an interesting uh, big black uh, box was. Yeah, it? yeah, the big black box. <laughs> um, I think in hindsight, for me, I mean, I, it's I guess it's not surprising in hindsight simply because I bought MWeb business. And uh, if you if you look at how dominant IS is trying to be, I think um, this seems to be a logical next step, but very unexpected. I'm, I don't think, uh, considering the size of MWeb. Uh, yes. Anybody really expected the uh, Nashpass to sell? Yeah, it's an interesting one, given that um, Internet Solutions has quite strongly said in recent years that they are focused on the business market. You know, they're strongest mm-hmm. in the corporate space, of course, but they've tried to expand more into the small and medium enterprise market in, in the last couple of years. I think they had a product called Ignite, which has been rebranded yes. as Sky... 
Connect or Sky Cloud, I forget which. Mm, cloud, I think. Sky Cloud, Cloud Sky, something like that. Um, and that's they're really, really pushing into the um, into that uh, SME market. Mm, uh, mm. But uh, they they haven't um, been interested in the retail consumer market, which makes my me scratch my head as to why they're doing this deal. And I've been giving it some thoughts since it was announced, and I wonder whether MultiChoice, which is the most direct owner of MWeb, of course, MultiChoice bought a nice bet, um, decided that it wanted to sell this unit, and and they um, were going to put it onto the market, and it could have gone to a company like Telcom or a Vodacom, which could have been a big threat to Internet Solutions because Internet Solutions, of course, is the upstream network provider for MWeb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, obviously that's a big business for them. They're 325,000 customers. That's a significant that's business massive, for Internet yeah. Solutions. So if MultiChoice slash Nusbash decided to, they were going to offload MWeb Connect, the retail consumer internet business, perhaps Internet Solutions and Dimension Data decided that it was a strategic risk if they allowed this to go to a telecom or to someone mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. Um, and so they decided to step up to the plate and buy the company, even even yeah, if even yeah. perhaps though, that, that it's not a, a complete strategic fit with uh, with what Internet Solutions has done historically. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I think you're, you're I think you're right in that, but I also wouldn't be surprised if IS actually did decide that the long term strategy for them would be to catch to catch the the consumer because those are also the guys that uh, mm. spend money on their own businesses. You know the the CEOs and the IT execs of businesses, they yes. subscribe to various uh, service providers. Yes. Um, and it's just nice to keep it all in the family. I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a good marketing strategy if you want to attract uh, yeah. more customers to your to your broader company, yes. to your broader platform. Yes. Um, now they didn't they didn't explain in the press release yeah. that came out, which was thought quite interesting about the strategy behind this and why there's been a shift in strategy. Um, the, the only clue that we got was when Saki Masaikos, the MD of Internet Solutions, said in the statement, we believe that broadband has the power to reshape the world in which we live and work. It offers foster and more dynamic ways of doing business and is playing a critical role in improving the provision of services for consumers across many sectors such as education, health, transport, and social mm. services. That doesn't really say anything. I mean, it it kind of states the obvious. Mm. Um, mm. It doesn't quite, it doesn't explain strategically why they're doing this deal, which I thought was interesting because Normally, if there's an acquisition of this nature, you, you know, you put a paragraph in the press release explaining what the strategic rationale is behind yeah, it. Yeah. But that's not really explained in this release, which I thought was interesting, which makes me speculate and wonder whether they've, um, they were forced into this. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. The other side of it could also be that the fiber, resolution, uh, fiber revolution has yes. really kind of ignited something uh, within the business. And, and you know, True. realizing that a consumer is... is is uh, many consumers on on the fiber network is, can probably be considered as business users. Uh, you know, looking at what the kind of data they use. There's a lot of SMEs on there. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were talking before the show about streaming services, and hmm. uh, you know, many small businesses would hmm. are starting to require that kind of thing. Whether it's uh, you know, yes. requiring the bandwidth of fiber at least. And I think yeah. if you can upsell them to internet solutions package using yes. your own existing infrastructure. Yes. Of course, you know the company Synac. Um, yes. They uh, um, provide uh, corporate email s- solutions. Um, you know they've they've just concluded a, a big project uh, in which they've taken over the email uh, the email ma- uh, accounts of all MWeb customers. Mm. That was a massive project for them. Um, so they're part of Internet Solutions, of course. Yeah, they were, yeah. uh, Internet Solutions bought Synac a couple of years ago now. Closing the loop, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so th- there's been a lot of close relationships already b- between MWeb and, and and Internet Solutions. So you're right. It could just be a close of that loop they bought mweb business um, in 2014 um, so they run the mweb business uh, data center they bought a company called it was optinet 
also out of multi choice, which mm-hmm. runs the corporate network services on behalf of uh, of uh, all four NASPERS. And um, of course, they've got a joint venture in the Wi-Fi space, um, vast mm. networks, uh, where they pooled their uh, infrastructure and, bu- and created this open access um, network um, for Wi-Fi, um, carrier-grade Wi-Fi. Mm. So there's a lot of um, relationship there uh, already. So maybe it is just the next logical step for them to buy the retail yeah, base. Yeah. And just the final, the final um, potential, the reason for them having bought it was. Mm. Uh, to get hold of some of the technology and the infrastructure to support these customers, mm. um, there could potentially be something interesting there. Yes, but uh, I'm not sure about Emrip's uh, support services or capabilities. So I guess that's probably not it. Yeah, yeah, interesting one. Emrip's based in Cape Town, of course, and Internet Solutions based here in Johannesburg. Um, not, nothing in the in the press release about how this might affect staff or office locations or that mm. sort of thing. But I suppose it's early days. The deal still has to be approved by the Competition Commission, and they only expect closing. Sometime in the first quarter, they still have to get the approval of shareholders as well. Um, uh, that's usually not a sticking point, but um, but there are approvals that have to be gone through. Uh, but it's certainly a big story and uh, one that's going to run, I think, for uh, for a couple of months at least, um, for a couple of years actually, as the integration takes yeah. place. And it's a, it's a significant deal in the internet landscape in South Africa. I was trying to remember this morning whether Internet Solutions has ever been in the retail end user game. And I think they used to be, didn't they, through Icon. Back in the sure, 1990s, Icon, yes. They had consumer accounts. I don't think it was ever huge. And then they sold Icon. And I was chatting to a mate of mine this morning. I couldn't remember who they sold it to. It was either MWeb or World Online. Mm. I think it was World Online. Yeah. Yeah, I could be wrong. But they, they did try and build a consumer brand back then. So well, I think uh, the consumer landscape today, especially with fiber, is so much different to changed. what it was back then. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I mean, back, back then it was dial-up, about dial-up modems and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. It wasn't a very lucrative or very appealing, I think. <laughs> it was business. not a great business. No, it's, yeah, it's still a low-margin business. But, uh, um, I mean, that's the other thing. This is a low-margin business that mm. they're buying. Mm. Um, but they've got infrastructure. Yeah. They, I mean, with dimension data and with, um, I forget the name, but some of the infrastructure partners. Mm. Um I mean, it's, it's their industry that they're playing in. Maybe they just want to be a piece of that pie. Yes. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, the Orange Store. Did you ever buy anything mm. through the Orange yeah, Store? Yeah, I did. Back mm. in the day, I have bought a few things. The prices were amazing. Very good. I bought, a, I think it was an LG G3 yeah, yeah. through the Orange Store. It was uh, a good 25% cheaper than through any of the mobile operators locally. And that's some good gadgets on there, too. Mm. Some good toys. So the bad news is that uh, as of uh, Friday, it's uh, as of no when was it? As of Wednesday uh, this week, uh, the Orange Store is no more. Hmm. Um, and it's a real pity because um, it was it was a great alternative to get um, uh, unlocked phones, yeah, particularly locally, yeah. locally shipped locally and shipped locally, uh, yeah. at much lower cost than the operators charge. I mean, I would routinely you know get a quote from. Uh, one of the big operators and and orange would routinely be 20 to 30 percent cheaper if not more um they also had access to phones that weren't available in the south yeah, african market yeah. like the htc 10 and the google um nexus phones uh, i was um hoping to p- potentially buy a google pixel smartphone oh, yeah. through orange and i guess that's not going to be happening now you're gonna have to buy from uh, ebay or amazon like the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, see, that's assuming it doesn't come to South Africa, which I, yeah. I think it might. Um, although the but Pixel is a bit of a overpriced device, I'm not sure I'm going to get it. But um, it's sad news, uh, yes. and it, it doesn't seem to be anything to do with the South African market. This seems to be a strategic mm-hmm. decision by Orange globally. They apparently launched this in a number of markets as part of their Orange Horizons initiative, which is that um, 
that initiative headed by Sebastian Crozier, um, who I met many times. Uh, he, he was um, quite keen to chat to the media, and um, I interviewed him many times over the years. Uh, and they were always, so, they're always, he was always so bullish about South Africa and what they were going to do here. And uh, they've just pulled the plug on it, which is really sad. Yeah, so it's not is. just the orange store. I mean, I, I think they had, they had plans to roll out Wi-Fi nationwide. They launched a physical store in Cape Town, which I believe has actually closed already. Um, they had a lot of things. Apparently, this doesn't affect Orange business solutions, the uh, IT services arm of, of Orange. They all continue to operate here. But the retail consumer stuff that they were that they were looking at, uh, they've, um, they've just pulled the plug on it. Uh, in, in all the markets where Orange Horizons launched, I think it included Brazil and a number of other emerging markets. Mm. Um, but but I mean, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't see much of the store. To be honest with you, now that I think about it, I mean, it never popped up anywhere. They never really pushed it hard. They didn't really advertise it. I didn't. When I was looking for stuff, it never came up as an option. I had to physically go there, and because mm. I knew about it. Yeah, I kept a bookmark on my in my Chrome tab. I'd go there almost on a daily basis to see what deals. <laughs> to see what deal. Um, but you know, they they didn't advertise it properly. Um, yeah. uh, they seem to rely on media interviews to get the the word out there, and they didn't really advertise it at all, mm. which I think was a mistake. Uh, but still, it was uh, it was an interesting business. They they bought. If I remember, I can't remember the background here. I, I did write about it at the time. But they bought a local e-commerce retailer called Expansus. Oh yes, um, that's how they came into the market originally. Mm. I, I can't remember if Expansus was a local or a UK company. I think it may have been a UK company mm. with a local mm. operation or a local company with a UK operation. They bought out Expansus and closed it down and, and basically turned it into the Orange Online Store. Um, now, I'm not sure if Expansus continues now, what happens. I don't think so. Um, I haven't seen them for years. Yeah. I mean, they still have a website, I think, it seems. Expansus be first. Um, so maybe Expansus is... Hmm. Yeah, it's still here. Yeah, yeah. Expansus, South I promise. That's South African web. No, that's the no, UK it's website. UK. So I don't know if this would ship to South Africa. The pricing is all in pounds. Um, so, yeah. There is that uh, location change at the top. Let me have a look. Uh, if you go to yeah. uh, interesting, you go to expanses.co.za, it redirects to the Orange Online store yeah. and it says, "Hello, the store is no longer available." Um, they do say on the on this website that they we leave you in the good hands of our trusted partner CTDI, formerly Regenesis. They will assist with any warranty and return. Yeah, Regenesis is a big company repair, manufacturer repair business. So if we go to CTDI. Um, Communication Test Design Inc. Uh, uh, Regenesis. Oh, that is them. Okay. Dot com. And they're an American company. Listed American company. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Listed in London. Beg your pardon. L-O-N. Is that London? B-L-T-G. That looks like a U.S. stock ticker there. No, oh, here, here we go. Headquarters United Kingdom. Regenesis. Okay. Global Engineering Repair and Logistics. Okay. So this is not a replacement for the store at all. Yeah, but they'll just offer support. They'll offer support, uh, support yeah. Support for any part well, of the board. Yeah. So that's just a temporary thing. So orange is gone. That's really yeah, sad. Really sad. And it doesn't seem as an like there's an obvious alternative. No, look, I mean the likes. Uh, you know, the Take Lot's been doing an incredible amount of marketing recently, and they yeah. do sell a lot of products. But Take Lot's price is not good as the orange store was. No, it wasn't by any means. No. Um, I mean, the orange store was able to get to those pricing points because you know their parent is Orange. It's one of the biggest mm. telecommunications groups in the world, uh, and they obviously have global buying power. So that's how they got the prices done. Um, so unfortunately, we're um, I think we're largely now at the mercy of uh, the local operators again. Who, let's face it, um, put a big markup on smartphones. Yeah. Oh well. Which is which is which is which is crazy actually. If you think Vodacom um, yes, uh, is owned by yes. Vodafone, which has global buying power, so. But I think the objectives are slightly different. Mm. Well, the objectives to make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
anyway, um, I think we need to take an ad break at that point. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Hello world. Hello information. Hello uploads and downloads. Hello streaming videos and low latency. Hello blogs and vlogs. Hello crystal clear video calls. Hello increased productivity. Hello online learning. Hello cloud. Hello long lost friends and missed connections. Hello limitless possibilities and instant gratification. Say hello to premium high speed fiber from Vox Telecom. Pleasure guaranteed. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Chicken or beef? Chicken or beef? Chicken. There are so many companies offering fiber at the moment, but with Vox Telecom's premium high-speed fiber, you'll be joining the Smile High Club. Duck or salmon, sir? We call it business class fiber. We guarantee our uptime and can tailor our services to suit your needs and budget. Say hello to Business Class Fiber from Vox Telecom. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Well, welcome back to the show. Rechot, Nokia. Yay, snakes coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. They've actually announced that they're going to be bringing feature phones back to the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so it's not really Nokia. It's yeah. a company called HBD Global. Um, the story was reported some time ago, but they announced this week uh, some more details about when these phones are coming back into the market. Now, they've got a 10-year exclusive license agreement with Nokia to um, to uh, use the Nokia brand um, worldwide. Um, and they intend to, from 2017, from next year, they plan to introduce a range of feature phones. Uh, not clear yet which operating system those feature phones are going to be running. I don't know if it's going to be Symbian or, or something else. Um, but I mean, I doubt it's going to be Symbian. But um, also announcing that they're going to be getting into the smartphone market with Android handsets, nice, yeah. which is what Microsoft was so desperate to avoid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the acquisition, they should of have Nokia. embraced it. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, everything comes full circle eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I mean, what I've, I've always said, I, I would love to have a Nokia Android phone. Um, of course, they're going to be using the Nokia brand, but it's not really Nokia. So, mm-hmm. you know, is it going to be the same quality? Um, they've got a lot of people, apparently, who were with Nokia who've joined them now. A lot of tech engineers and that sort of thing. So, maybe there's a chance that we're going to get we'll keep back the same to that, flavor, Nokia, yeah. that Nokia flavor, that Nokia quality. Um, Batteries that last five days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think we'll see, ever see that on an Android <laughs> smartphone, but uh, certainly you can look at that on the feature phones. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is still a big market for feature phones. You know, a lot of people... Bought, I've got a secondary Nokia 105 feature phone, particularly for running, because I don't want my smartphones stolen. Um, I've been held up at gunpoint before while running and uh, had my phone taken from me physically. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, if I'm running in, in somewhere where it's, where it's a little unsafe, I won't run with my smartphone. I'll just mm. take a cheap, cheapy feature phone, uh, which they're welcome to steal because it costs 100 bucks. Yeah. Um, so there's a market for that sort of thing, and um, especially in, in, in emerging markets... People still can A lot of people still can't afford a, a smartphone, even if the smartphone's only five or six hundred rand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of people, I, I think, especially elderly people, don't want a smartphone. It's just, you know, why do I, I want this? Com- a call, damn it! Yeah, I just want something I make a phone call with. I don't need this complexity in my life. Uh, so they're coming back next year, and um, I guess it's hard to say at this stage whether you'd actually go and buy one, but you'd have to see what they come up with. But I think it's going to be quite exciting to have the Nokia smartphone brand back in the market. Yes, back in action. Yeah, mm. I think it's got a lot of nostalgia. A lot of people know the brand. Let's yes. be honest, they kind of made cell phones in many ways what they are today. Yeah, indeed. 
And I think that's the nostalgia factor I think they're going to be counting on. Mm. A lot of people have good feelings about the Nokia brand. Yeah. We, yeah. All, we all had multiple Nokia phones that we loved. Yes. Um, well, I mean, what was yours? You must have, know off the top of your head. Oh, what, what was that one that looked like the uh, the Matrix phone? Was it green? I think it was a 7110 or something like that. That was my Oh, that one with the slide out at the bottom. Press the little button and it slides, it slides out. out. The 7110 yeah, with a beautiful green, yes. chameleon green color. Yeah. That was my baby. I loved that phone yeah. to bits. Yeah. I don't know, can't remember what happened to it, but yeah, that was that was the one. Yeah, I had so many Nokia phones. I don't know what happened to them. I think they get stolen or they get lost or uh, give them to somebody. Out. My favorite ever was the Nokia E71. Um, I think that was an amazing device. Um, oh yes, I like, also had that. It was a bit of a BlackBerry knockoff, but um, it was it, great for mail. I used to yeah, love it for that. It was fantastic for mail. It, it even had a rudimentary web browser, although it was a 2G only phone. But I don't think back then we had much uh, choice when it came to smartphones. No. And, and, Browsing any term nice yes. smart screen. Yes. Smartphone screen. Yes. When was the original iPhone? 2007? No, I think it was, good, two, yeah, it was 2007 because yeah. next year is the anniversary. Yes. Uh, so, 10th year anniversary. So, this actually came out a year after the original iPhone. Uh, but the iPhone, of course, wasn't on, on sale in South Africa at that point. Mm. Um, so this was the last feature phone I owned. If you could call it a feature phone, it was running Symbian OS 9.2. Uh, it had a keyboard. It was, it was kind of... It was kind of halfway between a feature phone and a smartphone, yeah, like a yeah. BlackBerry is. But there were no applications, I mean, it was pre-application. No, there yeah. were apps on there. There were apps. There was an no, app there store. Was, there was software. I can't remember ever installing. It, it wasn't like apps like we know it today. Was, no, it was nothing like today. It was it, it was, was a bit of cumbersome. Very cumbersome stuff, yeah. But there were, I think I was running Opera web browser on it. Uh, there, there, was, there was an app store. Um, it was really slow. It had Wi-Fi, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it was one of the first uh, phones with Wi-Fi. 320 by 240 pixel screen. Beautiful. 3 megapixel primary camera. Um, oh, it did have it had 3G HSPA. I'd forgotten that. Um, it was a lovely phone. That uh, mini SIM. I think that was Apple's day. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that was my favourite, the Nokia E71. But uh, I'm sure all of our everyone listening to this show has got a memory of a particular a particular Nokia. I was showing someone about this the other day. The, <laughs> that famous one with that famous one that first came out, the 2110i. I think it was called yeah. the one with the aerial that you pulled out for your teeth. Yes. <laughs> That, that's that the was, one that was uh, we had one in the household that, was, one. that yeah. was like I think that came out around the turn of the century that phone was so ubiquitous it was like the iPhone of its time yeah I think it was even before I think maybe 98 was it that long ago yeah, it could have been it actually must have been. I remember as a teenager we were playing with these things Nokia 2110 let me just check I'm on GSM Arena which uh, yeah it's uh, the bible of yeah. all uh, 95 okay yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, so it came out just, it was one of the first phones that was uh, on the GSM networks here uh, in the mid-90s. Great phone. Five, nice, five, nice. 550 milliamp hour battery. <laughs> nice. And that yeah, lasted, lasted for days. Nice belt, it came with a very nice trendy belt holder as well. Yes, 25 millimeters, two and a half centimeters thick. Um, feature phone. Screen resolution, 4 by 13 characters. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, it was perfect for Snake, and that's all we really cared it about. It was eh? Snake, indeed, indeed. There was another game on those phones. What was it? Um, no one ever played it though. Um, Snake was the game. Yeah, Snake I was, was, I was so good at Snake at one point. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that's, that Snake was running around at the screen at a million miles an hour. I <laughs> <laughs> as long as yeah, the screen can handle. It was amazing. Yeah, that and and Minesweeper on Windows are the two games. Oh I'm yes, Minesweeper. Anyway, um, we're waffling, aren't we? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Let's get back to uh, let's get back to our uh, show notes. So, so Nokia is back next year. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they come up with. Um, hopefully, they they put some nice overlays on Android as well, without mm, making it mm. too 
uh, customized. Um, but it'd be nice to have some uh, some Nokia customizations. Oh yeah. Well, no doubt that the phones will make the the classic Nokia sounds and the Nokia ringtones mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, HBD Glow will bring in that to market. Uh, no word if they're coming to South Africa, but I'm sure they will. Uh, I'm sure they will. Anyway, the last item of news I wanted to chat you're a Netflix subscriber, right? Oh, I'm a big Netflix fan. So you must be quite excited that they've announced that uh, you can now download content off for offline viewing. Yes and no. I mean, I've got fiber, so I just stream whatever I want, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's a handy feature, especially if you're traveling. Yeah. Um, imperative feature, I should have. When you're traveling, you're the, you know, at the airport, you fly flying, you can put movies on your iPad. It's apparently quite a limited subset of content at the moment, um, but uh, it'll expand quickly, they say. But it's quite cool. But they're playing catch-up with Showmax because, of course, Showmax has had this mm, uh, feature mm. for a while. Yeah, I mean, and again, you know, you don't want to limit it to some of your shows. You want to give your customers a full experience. I mean, why yep. can't I continue watching something? Yes. Because um, no doubt it will be encrypted regardless. So there's no, there's no, there will, there won't be any way for me to copy those shows off there. So no. I mean, it's th- those kind of uh, limitations or restrictions, should have, license restrictions, yeah. shouldn't, shouldn't really apply. Yeah, I suppose it's the content providers that uh, get sticky with them. But um, yeah, I'm sure it'll expand quickly. Well, that's quite cool. So, but yeah, uh, very handy feature and something mm. that that I have used with uh, Showmax and that I will definitely use with this uh, in the future. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to get my fiber so I can start really playing around with these services. Yeah, no, for sure. Cool. Well, that's our news this week. Um, let's get on to our winners and uh, losers. I picked both of them, so let me let me run through <laughs> them quickly. Uh, our winner this week is Patuma Tleko, who uh, of course is the interim CEO of uh, MTN Group. Uh, he's uh, standing in in that role until Rob Shooter joins from Vodafone in March next year. Um, and uh, he uh, has um, just announced, or MMTN has just announced, that he's sold 123 million rands, more than a million shares, uh, in the group, sure. uh, netting 123 million rand. Uh, so uh, quite a windfall for him. Uh, not sure what it says about his confidence in the incoming CEO, though, if you're going to dump all those shares just before he joins. Uh, maybe I'm being a bit unfair, but um, <laughs> but uh, you know you, you know you're about to step down as interim chairman, um, and uh, you you take profit of that sort of scale. Mm. It's an interesting timing, anyway. But uh, certainly our winner this week for uh, for um, making a small fortune out of MTN, Tuman Tleko, and our loser this week once again <laughs> is none other than uh, Mr. Lawudi Motsaneng, uh, former chief operating officer of the SABC. Uh, now, um, group, what is he? Group Executive of Corporate Affairs, or Acting Group Executive of Corporate Affairs. Now, he uh, got on a stage, uh, I think it was in KZN, yes, the ANC Youth League KwaZulu-Natal Lecture on Economic Freedom in Durban on Friday night. And uh, he basically uh, said that he could save South Africa. Um, and uh, he said some choice things. Uh, like, we as blacks are a serious problem. We don't want black people to emerge and do well in their lives. Uh, that wasn't the that wasn't the most problematic thing by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, yeah, you know why we are not moving with speed in South Africa because we have copied the West. We're in Africa. We should have our own standard. When you do research, it takes three years and two years to implement. I don't believe in research. It is not how I operate. Hmm. Um, I think that's quite clear in the way the SABC is being managed. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, the ANC Youth League in KwaZulu Natal has nominated. Uh, um, uh, oh, um, Mr. Motswaneng to uh, the ANC National Executive Committee. <laughs> sure. uh, pro- probably uh, seeing the fact that he's probably going to be out of a job soon uh, since um, Parliament is about to get rid of the last re- remaining board member uh, in the form of the chairman, uh, Obed Makuve, 
um, and uh, no doubt uh, Claudio Mozzaneng's job will be next to go after that happens. Um, so hey, why not? Why not move into uh, into politics? And uh, since he's uh, Zuma's pal, Baba's buddy, <laughs> um, <laughs> why not join the ANC yeah. NEC? Um, and uh, you know, I that no doubt uh, that uh, if he wants it to happen, it'll happen. So that's our loser this week, Claude William Mosseneng, and we have definitely not heard the last of him. Yeah. Anyway, what is your pick this week, Rechot, as I run off to get my phone because I've left it inside? <laughs> <laughs> so my pick is, a, I'm, a, I'm quite an avid mountain biker, and I do enjoy to hit the single track uh, every weekend. And uh, one of the things that I often struggle with is my seat. Um, not for any other reason that it just slips loose, um, because I, I do like to ride the single track and then do the occasional ramp and jump. But this application I find actually is very cool and very handy if you want to get your seat just right for various other various positions because um, your seat can move forward or backwards. Um, but what you do is basically you loosen loosen your seat from your seat post, place this application on, on your seat and move it basically um, to within the parameters uh, on the screen and then you just adjust your seat accordingly. So this will allow you to move your seat either a little bit forward or a little bit back um, Based on a precision movement that you or a precision setting that you've, you know that you always want to stick with when you're riding your bike. Um, at only 15 rand, it's available in both uh, the iOS and Android stores. It's it's really been a handy tool in my life. I mean, I've used it two or three times because my saddle does uh, loosen quite a lot um, after a few rides, so I have to kind of just adjust it again. I mean, it's a simple use of the. Um, the accelerometers inside the mm-hmm. phone just to kind of get the right angle and um, it's a very simple application but it's, it's remarkably handy um, we'll post the links on the show notes but it's Morgor Saddle Adjust if you look for it on uh, other iTunes uh, or um, the Google Play Store that looks pretty cool if you're a cyclist check it out um, my pick this week is something called Zoomulator uh, developed by a South African uh, developer Zoomulator oh yeah <laughs> Um, I think you uh, saw this this week, <laughs> yeah. It's a great little app. It's uh, developed by, um, in fact, I've got his name here for Fire Up uh, Tweet Deck. Um, I'll give it to you in a moment. But um, it's really <laughs> kind of in the same week that uh, uh, Jeremy Clarkson uh, 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 took the mickey out of Zuma on uh, the, the Grand Tour uh, during their latest episode mm-hmm. um, about his um, uh, trouble with large numbers. Uh, they, they launched this app. I'm not sure who was developing it already or whether it was in response to the, the Grand Tour uh, 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 show. It's a guy called Justin Notling who developed it. <laughs> um, and it's available for iOS and Android. Uh, works on the iPad as well. Um, but it's, it's really a delight. It's not something you're going to keep on your phone for a long time, but you fire it up. And- <laughs> It looks like a cal- it looks like a calculator, but it doesn't really work. It, in fact, it doesn't work. You just no, type don't in, use it for any calculations. You type in numbers randomly and uh, and uh, hit the equal sign in the calculator, and it fires up a, a random answer with uh, Zuma talking in the background. Honorable Cardo, I would caution against problemarizing, problemarizing, problematizing. <laughs> Brilliant. Problematizing. Problematizing. <laughs> to be fair, that is a difficult word. Uh, mostly, this just takes fun out of uh, out of the large numbers. Seven hundred thousand point two million. <laughs> it's not two hundred and fifty. <laughs> I've never dodged questions in this parliament. Seven hundred thousand 
1.2 million. Listen properly. Listen properly. This is my favorite. <laughs> 9,820 <coughs> and 7. <laughs> so, um, Zoom alert, listen to the story. There's a dedicated in button that does only one thing, and that's this. Nkanja. Nkanja. <laughs> that's worth it to get for the soundbite. <laughs> oh, that's a great app. He must have shifted through hours and hours of footage. <laughs> he must have, he must have. Um, that's Zuma Lator. Uh, and it's uh, in Android uh, for Android and iOS. So go check it out. It's good fun. Uh, I'm sure it won't be on my phone for more than another week. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, great entertainment. Great entertainment. Anyway, um, that's our show. I think we just need to do the quiz results. Mm. So our first question this week was: Who has the ANC Youth League in KZN recommended be appointed to the ANC's National Executive Committee? And the answer, of course, is Claudi Motsoneng. The second question, which telecommunications company, which owns an undersea cable, said this week it's planning to make acquisitions? The answer, Seacom. Our third question, who was this week named as acting CEO of ESCOM? And the answer, Machela Coco. The fourth question, a South African rival to internet ride-hailing app Uber announced this week that it had secured 300 million rand in funding. Who is it? And for a bonus point, we also wanted to know who provided the funding. And the answer, Zebra Cabs um, and Future Growth Asset Management. And the last question this week, South Africa will be getting an MVNO focused on students early next year. What is the name of the company behind it? And the clue was they sell textbooks, and the answer is Van Skyke Bookstore. And that's our show. As always, if you've got any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Info at techcentral.co.za. Uh, and uh, in our show next week, we'll have a, a bonus interview, so uh, look out uh, for that. And uh, I think we've probably only got about two or three of these left for the year, don't we? Yeah, yeah it's almost yeah. the end of another year. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, we will be back with, uh, with, with a couple more before we say goodbye for the year. Uh, but until then, uh, from Rachel and myself, take care. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Thank you.